Hey there, I'm Ashley, and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I am an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work-family-social-life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so much more. We think that living a healthy lifestyle is for every member in the family, from young children to adults. Everyone in the household will benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. If you're ready to learn some helpful tips for the whole family, let's do this thing. Hello. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So happy almost new year. If you are listening to this on the day that it was released, um, we are going to talk about a year in review or a calendar audit as some call it. And what in the heck does that mean? Like, uh, last year was the first year I did this and it was, it was really good insight into how I use my time throughout the year, uh, if it's relating to the goals that I uh, put on my life and like into my family and everything. And if how I'm spending my time aligns with my values. So I kind of feel like there's three types of people when it comes to the new year. And there's the ones that get super excited and think that everything is going to just change for the better and be delightful and hunky-dory when January 1st hits. There's the people who don't believe in any of that crap at all and are kind of like <laughs> negative Nancy when it comes time to the new year. And then <laughs> there's those that kind of fall somewhere in between. I would say I'm not too far on either end of the spectrum and I'm probably, mm -hmm. most of us actually probably do fall in that in-between state. Like those of you that are listening are probably kind of where I sit and probably Roberta, you're probably in the same yeah. spot. <laughs> yeah. I would say, you know, maybe for the past couple of years, it's been more of a who effing cares life just move up, moves on. Like mm -hmm. a toddler is still acting like a toddler. Yeah. Um, but I am, I have not done a year in review before, so I'm really excited to learn more about it um, yeah. and start implementing it myself because I, I do understand the benefits. So yeah, I did um, dive in today. So I think, you know, if we have learned anything from last year's COVID new year, it's that, you know, I heard some people like, oh, a, a, a lot of people, I heard a lot of people like, oh, I can't mm -hmm. wait for 2021 brand new start. And it's just going to be great. And I was kind of thinking when people were saying this, like, yeah, but you know, it's still like those same restrictions are still in place. We're still in distance learning. Like nothing is going to yeah. change with that new date of 2021. Yeah. And so I think that's why I'm so much in the middle. Like I think that people were just trying to be so, so hopeful last year, like brand new year, it's going to be amazing. And we were sadly disappointed or, you know, some of us were sadly disappointed if we didn't right. understand how to go through this process and kind of change our mindset around it. So um, <clears throat> so what it does mean, uh, is that, you know, like you can reflect back and see what really went well for you in each month, what this process 
can do for you. And then, um, what could have gone better? So, you know, because let's face it, this January is going to kind of be similar to last year's. And the fact that there's still so much stress in the world right now, that isn't going to go away with the drop of the midnight ball. Right. (laughs) Right. It's not like we factory reset our year and yeah. Yeah. Wipe the (laughs) memory. You know, with that said, though, there's still like that energy around the new year, which is where we can kind of um, use that reset on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that the things around us are going to change, but we can kind of factory reset our insides, if you want to call it (laughs) like our mindset on the whole thing. So uh, it's, it's also easy to get caught up in the, well, I guess we didn't get it done this year or that or this or that, or gosh, that really stinks. Right. So this can make the new year seem super duper gloom if you kind of approach it that way. Uh, but how great would it feel if we could turn our focus to the things that we did do and the things that we could do better this year instead of like, Oh, I didn't get that done. Right. Like think of it as, Oh, well, what could I do to make it better? So doing this year in review or a calendar audit, whatever you want to call it, uh, can really help you see all the amazing things that you got done with family, friends, business, job, um, and all the things that you would like to happen this coming year that maybe didn't get done last year. So I'd first like to say I did not come up with this myself. This is not straight from the mouth of Ashley. Like um, I actually heard about it uh, from my upline last year. She did a live in our Facebook group and she heard it from someone else too. Uh, So this is not like a new concept or anything. I think she heard it from somebody like John Maxwell. And I know Rachel Hollis also has a podcast. Uh, Hers is very good and in depth. She did one last year on this same topic. Hers is a little more on the business side of things, uh, but all the same can be used in no matter where you are in life. So Mm -hmm. let's first talk about what happens when we go into the new year with big goals that we've tried other new years in, in the past, but we failed. Right. So, uh, and then we don't actually sit down and reflect on the reason why we failed at it. So when this happens and we don't reflect, we fail again. It's kind of like this vicious cycle. There's no reflection. There's no lesson learned. So you are really bound to fail again. And this, uh, this goes for any time of the year, but especially right now when we're trying, you know, it's, an, it's we've got that energy of the new year coming in. Um, so I'm going to use weight loss as an example, because this is actually, as you may imagine, one of the most common goals that people set for themselves this time of year. So maybe you set a goal of 20 pounds and uh, you've done it in the past too. You set this goal of losing 20 pounds. Uh, but this is the freaking year it's going to happen for you, right? Like you, you've got the energy this year, even though you've said this in the past, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a few days in and you're feeling good. You're like, Ooh, I've, I've got my routine down. Maybe I'm eating better. I'm working out. Like I said, I was going to, and then a week goes by and you do your weekly weigh in. And then you realize you didn't lose as much as you wanted to. So you kind of start to feel a little defeated. Now you're two weeks in and you actually gain week two weeks or gain weight two weeks in. And so now 
you're feeling even more defeated. And maybe you're even feeling a bit cranky because you've given up so much of the foods that you love just to stay on this, I'll say, quote unquote, diet that you choose for yourself. Um, and then, so now we're three weeks in. And at this point, um, you really have not made much progress at all, even though you feel like you're doing the things. And so then you're ready to throw in the towel because you're not seeing these results that you really wanted to see. So does this sound familiar? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, This happens the same way almost every single time you try a new weight loss plan or a new diet. Why? Well, because you don't ever take the time to reflect on what went wrong and why this ends up happening to you every time. So it's just the same vicious cycle because you don't actually put the time in to figure out what happened. Maybe it's because you put too much pressure on yourself and you're trying to do too much at one time. You're trying to do all the weight loss stuff and plan all the meals and get all the activity in. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's because you're picking the wrong diet. And by the way, I don't believe in diets. And this is why so many people fail at their weight loss journey is deprivation. They try and take out too many things and they feel deprived and that makes you feel sad Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you want to give up. So I don't believe in diets. I believe in eating a healthy, nutritious, uh, you know, a life having that kind of a lifestyle, but I also feel like you need to eat the things that you love to eat. Like I love chocolate. So I'm going to eat chocolate. I like beer and once in a while. So I'm going to drink beer once in a while. And oftentimes people go into diets thinking that they have to give all this stuff up. But mm-hmm. anyway, I've digressed. This is now what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe you're choosing fitness activities that you hate, which we've also talked about in the past um, in our exercise uh, uh, episode. So it's really hard for you to get through them. And so, whereas if you chose fitness activities that you liked doing, that would be a lot easier for you to do. Uh, Maybe you don't feel worthy of feeling good, or you start feeling guilty that you're spending more time on yourself and you're quote unquote, quote unquote, taking time away from your family. Um, which I also believe by the way, is a pile of BS because if we're taking care of ourselves, we're also taking care of our families. Mm So, um, you start self-sabotaging your journey every time. And, but unless you go back through and you figure this stuff out and you reflect on it and you become aware of it and you become aware of the signs when it starts happening each time, you're going to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So that's why reflecting is so important. Now that we've kind of broken down why this process is so important, let's get into the process. And it's actually, it's way simpler than you might think it is. (laughs) So things that you'll need. I know some people keep a very detailed calendar. Um, Maybe it's just, I just use Google calendar for everything. Maybe you have something more sophisticated than that. Uh, Maybe you are a person who likes to write down your calendar, but wherever you keep track of your meetings and all that kind of stuff, uh, that's what you'll want to have. You'll need a journal or notebook to write down everything month to month in. Uh, I would suggest starting with a fresh notebook or journal because then you can 
keep doing it year after year. And you can kind of even look back at previous years as you do this. Uh, and then you'll also need some quiet time set aside to sit down and reflect on everything. So this is not something that's going to go very well if you've got like screaming toddlers in the background <laughs> and stuff like that. It's probably going to make you kind of cranky. So I would really suggest setting aside some quiet time. Uh, like, you know, if you have a good morning routine set in, you could, that this could be your journaling time in the morning or maybe at night after you put the kids to bed. So this is not something that has to get done in like one day. Uh, I know like in Rachel's, Rachel Hollis's podcast, she sets aside an entire day for it, but she's also, I would say <laughs> a lot busier of a woman than I am and has, you know, a lot more on her plate. And so it probably does work well for her to take an entire day to do it. Um, so I like to do it, you know, set aside multiple days in the morning. And then as I'm doing that too, I start thinking of things like, back from previous months that I may have forgotten to write down. So like, for instance, I, I started this yesterday for this last year. We're still in December right now, uh, but it's kind of cool because then I can start January fresh and January is already done, like my writing it down and everything. So I can have my January set before I go into it. Uh, but you know, I start thinking as I'm in April, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. We did that in January and February too. And that was really fun. And I really like that. So I want to add that in. So, you know, you don't have to do this all in one sitting. All right. So how I do it, you will need a page or two per month. So I just start going month to month. I just start in January and start writing down in January. Uh, I write the first two questions on one page to say, and then I save the third one for kind of the end, or as I think of things, I add it in and I'll go over the questions in a second. Um, but I just, like I said, I just go through my calendar month by month and I answer these questions as I go. So number one, this will be the time to write this down if you are taking notes right now. <laughs> um, but number one, what was it? that I did during this month that was a good use of my time, money, or energy. Okay, so things that felt good to you, <clears throat> you spent money on. And honestly, I, because uh, we have not been, I'll just be straight up honest, we haven't been the best at tracking your finances and everything. I don't have a lot of things written down money-wise, but that is one of like kind of even previous New Year's resolutions that like Matt and I have set for ourselves. We're making a Thursday night date night now where we are going to sit down and look at our finances every Thursday. So maybe next year would be a better year to incorporate the money part of it. But um, for me this year, what I'm kind of focusing on is time and energy. So if there was something that I did during the month of January that I was like, ew, I hated that. Um, I don't want to do that again. I would put it into question number two, which is what did I do that was a waste of my time, energy, or money for this month? And then I don't want to repeat. Okay. So two very simple questions. Number one, what was it that I did that was a good use of my time, money, or energy? And number two, what did I do that was a waste of my time, energy, or money for that month? And then, like I said, number three, 
what do I want to add in to our calendar for next year or continue to do the next year? So this one, I don't put on the same page as the first two questions. That's just how I do it. Um, you, what I do is I kind of go, I, I leave myself at least like 14 pages probably to write. And then, um, you know, towards the end, I write question number three, and you can write those things in as you go, like as you're writing things down that you loved during that month, if you want to add it to question three as well, like, yeah, I want to do this again, then go ahead and do that. Otherwise, what you can do is afterwards, you can figure out like, what are my values? This is where your values really come in. And we've talked about that in a previous episode as well. But what do you value and what do you want to add more into your calendar for next year? <clears throat> so like this is easier for me because I've gone through my vision before. I've, I've written out my vision. I've done my five-year vision. I know what I want and I know what my values are. If you have not done that yet, question three might be a little bit difficult for you to answer. So you might want to pause and take a second and figure out what do you value in your life? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it taking care of yourself? Um, there's, I mean, there's so many other things that you could add to that, but uh, what are your values and what do you need to add into your calendar to reflect that? Because if you're just adding in random things to your calendar that don't add up with your values, well, that doesn't feel good. So you have to find things, figure out what feels good to you, what your values are, and then add things into your calendar based on that. And so that's question number three. Okay, so I'm gonna just, I'll give you an example of my January, just so you kind of have an idea. So like I said, I don't keep a super accurate, you know, <laughs> like I don't have every little thing in my Google calendar because I'm at work for eight hours of the day and I don't feel like I need to put all of my work things in there, you know? So um, yours may be way longer than this and yours may be way shorter than this. And actually my January is pretty short just because it's the first month and I have a hard time kind of remembering <laughs> what happened in January. And also January is just kind of a blah month. <laughs> so things that I loved that were a good use of my time or energy. Um, I started a Bible study with my girls in Alaska. I think it was in January that we started that. Maybe it was even before that, but I know January we did it religiously on Thursdays and I love that. So we kind of got away from that when summer hit. So it would really be nice to start that back up with them again. That could be something that I add to question number three. I had dinner with some girlfriends. That was awesome. I loved spending that time with them. Um, we did a lot of ice fishing in January. We loved doing that as a family activity. We went to the cabin and we spent time with uh, up there doing some ice fishing and some random stuff. And then um, I also added in there that I am, I was taking care of myself with my morning routine, working out and nutrition, which is also very important to me. Um, in in the, the months after that, we started kind of having a lot of doctor's appointments and stuff. And for a lot of us, that may seem like, ugh, I hate doctor's appointments. And it's not that I enjoy them, but to me, doctor's appointments are important because it's taking care of my health. So even though I may not 
love doing it, it is something that's important and it is a good use of my time. So kind of keep that in mind too, as you're going through stuff, uh, things that I did not love, um, was distance learning. Okay. That was out of my control. I could not control that. And, uh, morning meetings for students, another, that sounds, we're going to talk about that in a second. That sounds bad, but <laughs> you hated that. No, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So, um, also something that is out of my control because I don't control that part of my schedule. So, um, <clears throat> as I was going through this, I found now this is from me, this last part, because, um, I thought this was super interesting. Uh, and actually we could probably do a whole nother podcast episode on it, but not everything that we do a hundred percent of the time is going to feel good. Okay. So you have to keep that in mind as you're making these lists. So for example, I love my job, but I don't love everything about it. And this is true for, I would say probably everybody, right? Like we, mm -hmm. we all have jobs, but it doesn't mean that you're going to love everything about your job. So for, uh, I think you could even add another question or another section in there like what is a waste of your time or you feel like is a waste of your time, but it's out of your control. Okay. So like, for example, I put in there that I hated distance learning. Well, that was out of my control. I could, there was nothing I could do to fix that. Um, so instead of me having a terrible mindset around it every day, like, Oh, I hate distance learning. This is just awful. Like this is, this is terrible there's, there's nothing good about this. So instead of coming at it like that, I changed my mindset around it and made it more manageable for me. So instead of, um, trying to make distance learning, like all the rest of the teachers were doing it, which seemed miserable, like giving assignments out nonstop and <laughs> a lot mm -hmm. of grading, I decided to change it so that it was more conducive to me and my students. Now, I still didn't love it, but it made it a lot more manageable. Okay. And then another example, morning meetings for students. Um, so we do this thing every Tuesday where we have either middle school meetings. So seventh, eighth, ninth grade, grade level meetings are called, or we do 10th, 11th, 12th on the you know, we kind of flip-flop Tuesdays. As teachers at my school, it's different for everybody else. Like some schools don't even have these meetings, but at my school, we are assigned to a grade level. So you really only do this every other Tuesday. Uh, I was trying to kind of hit both of them. So both or all the Tuesdays in the month. <laughs> what I was finding is these meetings have good intent. Like it sounds really good on paper. We discuss students that need extra help and we try and get them interventions. Well, what usually ends up happening is we spend way too much time on one kid and it eats up our entire morning, basically like one student out of the entire grade. And so this was making me super frustrated. And I was like, okay, 
I don't like these meetings. I know for the sake of my job, I do have to attend the ones that I'm assigned to, but I don't have to go to the other ones. So I would find somebody else who was in charge of that meeting if there was a student that I had to talk about. And I would just kind of like email their name out and be like, these are my concerns. That way I didn't have to go to the meeting and feel super cranky that we didn't get anything accomplished. <laughs> So when I say I don't like the grade level meetings, it's not that I don't want to like talk about the kids and the things that we can do to help them. It's that I feel like we get stuck on something and then it never moves forward from there. And so it ends up kind of being a waste of everybody's time. Again, something I can't control. So what I did was I took what I could control. I didn't have to go to those other two meetings that month and that made it a little bit better. And then I could also change my mindset going into the other two meetings so that I didn't start my morning out super crabby. <laughs> um, so that could be like a whole nother section that you add if you want to. Otherwise, what I just did was I just wrote it underneath the things that were not a good use of my time and just kind of reflected on it like I just did with you here. So um, there are also things that are within our control that we may not love but they are not a waste of time for the rest of the family. So you may also want a section for that as well. So as you're going through your year-end audit or um, you, may, you may see things in there that you're like, oh gosh, that was mm, I, not super fun for me, but uh, it was fun for the kids and they really enjoyed that. So um, one good example for Roberta and I, uh, we're going to use sleepovers for an example. We each have the two kids and uh, my, so my kids are four and six and her kids are almost three and seven, right? So, and Sadie's almost yeah. seven and Colton's yeah. almost four. So they're very close in age. Um, Xander is a little bit younger than the three. So my, the, the oldest three are pretty close in age and what happens is when I just have the three over here, cause Xander's too little to do sleepovers still, but they end up fighting nonstop <laughs> and it drives me crazy. And like it, it's, they're seriously, both of my kids are fighting over Roberta's kid, like the entire time. Whereas if my kids go over to her house, Xander is there too. And so then Colton and my youngest can play with Xander and they yeah, and I think some too is like Colton has different toys to play with. So he's like more okay to explore mm -hmm. a bit more on his own if the girls are doing something he doesn't want to do or mm -hmm. I don't know, there's just more. Yeah, or Xander will play with him or I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, and then so over at her house, there's four instead of the three. And those of you that have had like three kids playing together, you probably know what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> they that whole fighting. third wheel thing. <laughs> right. So yeah. you know, last year after the sleepover that I had, I talked to Roberta and I'm like, I'm about to lose my mind. I'm going crazy. They're driving me nuts. <laughs> and mm -hmm. she was like, that's just, that's so weird because they don't fight as much when they're over here and so we like figured it out well it's because Xander is around over there and there's four of them and not just three so mm -hmm. 
we together talked about it and she was like, you know, I really, I don't mind it when they sleep over here, they all play really well. And I'm like, really? Like our kids (laughs) love having sleepovers together. And so I just flat out said, I was like, would it be okay with you if I just really don't host sleepovers anymore? And she was like, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. And I was like, well, I know, but our kids like it. So I was doing it for our kids but Roberta likes doing it a lot more than me. So it makes a lot more sense for her to take that Mm -hmm. on if she likes it, you know, and I'm not going to be like, well, my kids are sleeping over at your house every weekend, you know, (laughs) (laughs) not like that. Yeah. Probably would stop liking it then, huh? Right. Like what do we do like three, four times a year, maybe? Yeah. So there's things that you you maybe don't love on your calendar, but if you just have that conversation with the other person and it's something that the other people involved love doing, then you found a compromise, you know? So Mm -hmm. just because I don't like doing it doesn't mean my kids don't (laughs) just having those conversations with people. Um, you know, like if I didn't reflect on that situation when it happened and I would have kept taking the kids overnight, it would have been like, I would have been drained at the end of the weekend. And then I would have had to go to work like that. And so these are important Mm -hmm. things to think about. So that, that was actually on my list of things I didn't enjoy, (laughs) but then you also got to think of, well, do other people in my family enjoy it? And if they do, then maybe they could be taking on that responsibility instead of me. Mm -hmm. So I think it's also really important as you're doing this to make sure that you're going through everything without judgment. Don't be putting things down and talking yourself down because you spent too much money on something or you wasted an entire weekend on this thing that you really didn't like doing. Well, first of all, is it something that you tried for the first time and you didn't like doing? Well, then you should be like congratulating yourself and celebrating yourself that you tried something new because you never would have known that you liked it or didn't like it if you didn't try it. Right. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. being hard on yourself and judging yourself for it is not going to help at all in the least. So don't do that. (laughs) Like write the stuff down from like kind of a scientific standpoint where you're just observing like this is I'm this is just an observation. I'm not going to be hard on myself because of it. And I'm just going to simply say that didn't serve me or my family in that season. And I don't want to do it again. So let's just make it better for next year. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also suggest bringing your spouse into this if they're not doing their own calendar audit and you don't have to sit down and do like this whole month by month thing with them if that's not them, like don't force this on them, but, um, it is a good way to start making decisions about the way that you're spending time and money and energy in the future. So for example, I started this yesterday and I was like, Ooh, there's, there's a lot of stuff that is coming up really soon because January is about to hit. And we usually do a lot of ice fishing and, um, like stuff with friends around ice fishing during this time. So I was like, I, I want to talk, we had time last night. And so I told Matt, I'm like, Hey, we should really sit down and talk tonight about like what we're going to be doing in January and February for sure. Because there were a lot of fun events that we did last year that we wanted to make sure that we fit in this year during those months. So bringing your spouse into that and, um, 
making sure that you are planning things out together. And it's not just like, oh, I loved this. So I'm going to do this for myself. And so I think it's really important uh, to bring your spouse in and um, make sure you're making decisions together and not just like, a, hey, this is really important to me. So I'm going to do this. And this is really important to me. So I'm going to do this. Like you're, you're making decisions as a family. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then one of the most important steps of this is, I already kind of touched on it with the last thing, but uh, making sure you're actually planning things out for the rest of the year. So you don't just do this calendar audit and that's it. <laughs> like that kind of defeats the whole point. Um, if you're not taking action and setting goals based off of your calendar audit, then really you just wasted a whole bunch of time going through your year for no reason. Mm-hmm. So going through maybe writing it down at the end of your pages, uh, figuring out the things that you for sure want to fit in thinking about your values, like, Oh, okay. Family is super important to me. And I don't feel like we got enough family time in this last year. So what are we going to do each month or each week or each day to make sure that that's happening or, church is really important to me. So how are we going to make sure that that's, we're fitting that in as many times a month as we want to, or vacations are very important. So how are we going to fit in one husband, wife vacation and one big family vacation? So, you know, this is where, again, that value, those values really come into play. And Last but not least, I would also challenge you to do this at the six month mark. And I did not do this this last year, but I'm going to really try hard to remember to do it this year (laughs) because, you know, you're setting these goals for yourself because you have that new year energy, but you all know your new year energy kind of starts to fade and you can't rely on that anymore. So Um, really taking that time at the six month mark, seeing how your goals are going, how the activities you planned out are going. Um, Do you need to readjust some things? Do you need to replan some things? This really helps you get back on track for the last six months of the year so that you don't waste those. Like if you've gotten off track the first six months, get yourself back on track so that you don't waste the whole year. Um, So it's kind of like a mini new year reset for yourself. Like maybe you even throw a little like mini new year celebration like we do at the new year. I don't know, whatever you need to do to get your energy back up again. Um, And, you know, if you're really serious, you could do this every three months or at the end of every month. Uh, I know a lot of teachers, I have not been the best about it. um, But now that I'm getting to be a little bit more seasoned, um, it would be really nice to sit down and do like a quarterly or at the very least a semester review, just so I can think about the things that went well during that quarter or semester and the things that I might need to change for the next semester or quarter to make them go more smoothly. I know I did do this with my eighth graders for sure this year at a very, excuse me, I had a very rambunctious group my first quarter. And I was like, okay, I usually do participation points and I kind of got away from it with COVID like daily participation points. And, um, (laughs) so 
I tried it this first quarter because it's a lot more work for me to put that grade in for them. Whereas if they can just pretty much be good without them, then I don't have to use them (laughs) and it's a lot less work for me. But this quarter I was like, oh my gosh, they need them because we're coming out of COVID. My first group did not do well without it. So we're bringing it back. (laughs) And so that was kind of like my quarterly review for them. And then there was also an assignment that I didn't like how it went the first quarter. I kind of made it up on the fly first quarter. So I didn't have any like worksheets or anything to go along with it. And so then this quarter I was like, okay, to make this assignment go more smoothly, what do I need to do to make it happen? Like I, so I made some worksheets and I explained it a lot better than I did the first quarter. So we're constantly as teachers, as caregivers, as, you know, always reflecting. So it's just so, so, so important to do this. Um, and it, that is something that I do need to get better at in school. But yeah, so that kind of concludes this episode. And I really hope you guys try this because it was, it was really good for me last year and I'm only on month four right now, but I am very excited to get through the rest of the months. And that's the thing too, like this should be fun. This shouldn't be uh, Oh, I have to do it. You know, <laughs> like okay. it should be fun kind of going back through your year and looking at the fun things that you did and the fun things that you want to incorporate for the next year. And of course, changing the things that didn't work so that, you know, you're, your year just goes as smoothly as possible. And of course it's not going to be perfect, but (laughs) doing this can help you, you know, make it just a little bit more special. Absolutely. I'm excited to do this. And I think I'll also be, I love looking back at pictures, um, especially with like, with our, when you have a really little kid, like you see every month, huge changes in their physical appearance. Um, So what I have done before is made uh, folders, you know, at the end of December, I'll go back at um, and look at the year's photos. And the awesome thing with with taking pictures now is it's so much easier to find the timestamp and see the date. So I would move all the pictures based on the date of the picture into that month. And then I can look and see, you know, different things that maybe weren't in the calendar which is a good note for me to do like I should do this at the same time as I'm reviewing my calendar because I might um, see things in the pictures that maybe I didn't write down in the calendar my gosh this is such a good idea yeah (laughs) I'm really really excited (laughs) (laughs) because I am so bad I take I take a ton of pictures but I'm so bad at going back and looking at them. It's like, mm-hmm. I take a picture and it's there, but I never look at them. Right. <laughs> so this would be super fun to incorporate into this. I love that idea. Yeah. I'm excited to give it a try. Yeah. And then, you know, the picture part, you can include the whole family in because that's just fun. Like the kids, the kids love looking at pictures. They love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yes. Like our, our daycare provider would give us a binder of pictures each year and they still go back and look at through this binder of pictures from when they were like six months old to two years old. Yeah. And they think it's just the best thing ever. So, and that is something that I need to get better at because they love looking at pictures. 
And for Xander, it wasn't until recently when he started looking at pictures of himself when he was little that he'll finally let me take pictures of of him. Like he's, Mm. I don't know, he hit like a year old and all of a sudden it was no pictures. But now that he's like seeing pictures of himself and he's like, why wasn't I smiling? Yeah. Because you didn't want your picture taken. Yeah. And now, anyway, now he's all into it. So we've get, we've gotten some better pictures these past couple months. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome little tip to end the episode with. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mama's podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mama's podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.